Mad Marv's Notebook for August 6th, Dog Days of Podcasting 2022. So, after I was listening to yesterday's uh, Dog Days show by uh, Michael Butler, and he, made, he was uh, doing a sound scene tour of the Nijia Market, I just realized, yeah, I've got a Nijia Market kind of close to where I work. So I thought I'd, it's been a while since I've been here, so I thought I'd stop by and see if anything's really changed. And I know this market opened up about 10, 10 plus years ago. I came in here when it first opened and a few times after that, but it's never been a regular thing. And as he was going through the aisles of the market, it kind of reminded me of a lot of the stuff I was, uh, I don't know, I don't exactly have a, a yen for uh, any kind of salad dressing, but there are a few things here that uh, you can only find in an in a ethnic food store. So Nijia has a lot of Japanese foods. Uh, there's like half a aisle uh, devoted just to nori. Uh, that's just uh, dried seaweed. Uh, one thing I couldn't figure out from listening to Mike's story was how big his Nijia market is because uh, the one I'm standing in, I'm going to guess it's only about 5,000 square feet which would be really big for a home, but for a supermarket, it's so tiny. Literally, there's only five aisles here that kind of go the full length of the store. There's a decent-sized produce area, and uh, and the very front of the store is where they have all the bentos and all the, basically, the cooked foods that are very convenient to people who are shopping on their lunch break and want to grab a quick bite. But if you gotta go and find something to make for dinner, you gotta walk all the way in the back. And there's a fairly decent selection of stuff I can't look, I can't really read anything in Japanese, so if I recognize the pictures, I'll say what I'm looking at. Just went through half an aisle of sake and soju. There's a whole, oh, uh, yeah, I think this whole aisle is just devoted to rice and all the different kinds of rice. I know there's a special type of rice that's used for sushi, a different kind that's used for mochi rice, and I'm sure they must have a whole bunch of other specialty rices, not just, you know, the everyday rice. And they all come in fairly small bags, I'm guessing. Of course, it's a metric. It wouldn't mean anything to me either. Looks like a five-pound bag, though. Uh, They even have sushi rice mixes here, too. I guess it's it's the equivalent of Hamburger Helper to have all your sushi rice come out of the same packet. And the other side of this aisle, I see a half, nope, make it a full dozen type of shoyu. Uh, That's soy sauce. You probably know it more soy sauce. And I guess those are cooking oils. What else do we have? Oh, now I see some stuff that's in English. Yeah, Loha brand shoyu. (laughs) Nice to see they still have some. Uh, local products here. Not all of it's important. Okay, at the pause there, you get around a little bit of crowd. I just walked past half an aisle of instant ramen. And I swear, there's other stores I go to that have some uh, specialty Japanese items. And the most outrageous thing I've seen there is a pack of uh, ramen that was selling for, no, it was a pack of three, three servings of ramen for $30, which means it's basically $10 for a single serving of dried instant ramen. I can't 
I wasn't going to try that. It's way too expensive for uh, ramen. But it does make me wonder what could possibly be in it that make it worth $30. And I couldn't read the ingredient list, but from the pictures on the cover, I didn't see anything that looked especially expensive. For that kind of money, I would expect uh, oysters and clams and some very expensive seafood to go with it, but I didn't see anything on the box. And over here, uh, the most expensive one I saw was about a $7, kind of like a, like a not TV dinner style, but it is a bento that's kind of made out of ramen noodles and some other stuff. And let's see, I'm at the end of the aisle, getting into the specialty seasonings, all of the things that I can't pronounce, but I'm guessing there's a couple of rows of wasabi, another bunch of other sauces that I can't pronounce, ah, some generic golden curry at the bottom. Let's see what's on the next aisle. But when I came through here first time, the thing that really caught my eyes were all the snack foods. And I know I've brought different kinds of snack food to Dragon Con before, and I think I'll bring some this time. I uh, don't want it to be too, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but um, let's just say it's going to be some spicy seafood and leave it at that. The other popular uh, oriental snacks is the wasabi peas. And I see a whole bunch of kakemochi or mochi crunch. The thing that I come here for or come here, come to uh, Japanese stores to try are the specialty chocolates. They do have chocolates. I can't remember what the brand is. I see Mueji that looks a little familiar. Oh, the Latte and Ghana brand of chocolate snacks. I think I'll pick up a couple of these today just so that this is not, it's not a wasted trip, but I gotta make some kind of purchase here, otherwise it look really funny. But, uh, oh wow, I'm going talking on for six minutes. That's a lot longer than I thought it'd be. So, I uh, hope this has been interesting for you. So this is my little sound scene tour of Mujia Market in Honolulu, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.